Welcome to episode 4 of Retrospection, where we take a look at a TV show or a film and see if it was better back then or whether it's just naughty nostalgia playing tricks with us. My name's Colin and I'm in New York. And I'm Paul and I'm in Reading. Before we get into our chosen film, have you any retro finds for this week? Uh, no, I've been um, exceptionally boring lately, but you've done something quite interesting recently, haven't you? No. So, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of that, then. <laughs> no, I did go. I, yes, I went to uh, New York Comic Con. Um, I only went mm. for a day, but it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It's the first time I've ever been to a Comic Con of that size. I went to uh, New York Mission, which was a Star Trek con last month, but that was a lot smaller. And I've also been to Eternal Con this year, which is very small, but this one was big, very busy. A lot of good things to look at, toys and comics, and it was interesting talking with the different authors, and a lot of independent writers, so that was um, fascinating to see how they put together their work and uh, come here to sell it. Uh, it's quite good. Who were the guests? Anyone interesting? Um, yeah, a lot of the Doctor Who people were there. Would that be New Who? Yeah, New Who. Actually, yeah, I don't think there was anybody from Classic Who if that's what we're calling it. Well, there's not there's not many to go around, really. I mean, it's it's basically Colin and a few other people, isn't it? Right, and I guess New Who's what's really taken off in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so Peter Capaldi and Ooh. other people. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just leave it as a mystery. <laughs> yeah, no, it's too late now. No one could go, so what does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> go next year why are we, why, people why are we even talking about it or anything <laughs> let's just close what? it here thanks for listening yeah. that's the end of this podcast yeah fuck it bye <laughs> <laughs> one of the interesting things about this con is that the distance between you and the celebrities that are there is great you don't really when I mean great I mean as in a huge distance I don't mean fantastic roping distance no like you don't see them unless you actually go to the panels or go to the signings or go to the autograph sections oh. of the Javits Centre because it was kept separate. So so they maintain a distance from the Great Unwashed is what you're saying? They do at this one, yeah. At Eternal Con, you could just walk past the tables that they were at, but this one, there was I didn't see anybody. You see, I don't know whether I'd like that because I'm kind of used to being able to, you know, not see and touch, but obviously that would get not, me arrested not for legal but, reasons yes right yeah there, there, there's injunctions against that <laughs> but um you know I, li- I like the idea that, that you know for example uh, at guildford uh, comic con that i went to last month i just happened to bump into colin baker wandering around right it's you know, it kind of nice when you do that and and they're usually quite polite to most people yeah i think that's something to be said for the smaller ones mm-hmm yeah, uh, but it was it was a good experience. I'd probably go again next year, but I might actually do more than one day because one of the things that I couldn't do was go to many of the panels because you've got a panel that's an hour long and you may have to line up for an hour. So there's two hours yeah. out of your day just waiting for this panel. Uh, you don't get a chance to then look around. Um, did, you, did you see any panels at all? No, I didn't. Um, the other thing is some of the panels are only on so... Other days, so I was there on a Friday, but on the Thursday they had an Ash versus Evil Dead panel, which I'd like to have gone to. 
Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Who was who was on the panel? Uh, everybody from the show, Bruce Campbell and all the lead actors. So so basically you're telling me that, that all the people that were on this great panel that you didn't go to. Correct, yes. Oh, oh, there were there were great panels on every panel that I did well, not see. Well, this podcast is cutting edge. Getting right 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 to the yes. heart of the matter. Absolutely. <laughs> not nothing missed. <laughs> nothing seen, nothing ventured. Nothing gained. That should be our I new motto. I mean, if you didn't, if, technically, if you didn't see it, then you didn't miss it. Right. Maybe it didn't happen. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, if what, what what's that old saying? If a tree falls in a wood that you don't see, did it really fall? It's something like that. Isn't <laughs> I don't it? think that's the actual <laughs> saying. No. <laughs> if there's a tree falls and there's nobody to hear that's it, the one. does that's it make the a one. sound? That's is the, the one. <laughs> Is it, oh, that old saying, if, if the leaf flies like a swallow's egg, does it really tumble to the ground? No, there's no <clears throat> Well, there is no. Just making shit up. Well, weren't they just making shit up when they came up with that one? But I, I did manage to buy some more starships. Oh, who did you, what did you get this time? I picked up Voyager. Mm-hmm. I picked up the DS9 station. Right. Technically not a starship, but we'll let it go. Technically not. Well, what else did you get? <laughs> yeah, I picked up the Defiance as well. I have one from every show now, or at least one. So I have Defiant and the Deep Space Nine station from DS9 and the Voyager ship from Voyager. So it's pretty good. I'm pleased. And they look Voyager, good. The Voyager ship from Voyager. Yeah, I know. Well, what are you going to call it? <laughs> I, have, I have the Enterprise from Enterprise too. <laughs> NX one. No, no, yeah. No, no. They they are very very nice little models. Yeah, and I've picked up since then. I've picked up the shuttle set, which is for the little shuttles. Oh, have you got the Galileo? Yes. Nice. Yeah, and then it has one from um, Next Generation, one from Voyager, and one from Deep Space Nine. Is that the real Grand? Mm, no, it's not. Um, I've just got them this evening, so I don't. I'm not had a proper look at them yet. Um, it is. Oh. Don't play with them yet. You don't play with them. You display them. <laughs> no, you don't pick them up and go. <laughs> the Goddard, the chat, the Chaffee, and the Cochrane from Voyager. Ah. I never make that noise either. They're, they're warp driven. They don't go. <laughs> <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, so overall, you enjoyed the con? Yes, I did. Yeah, and I, w- I would definitely do it again. But I'd also do the Star Trek one again. Yeah. So, yeah. we'll have to yeah. go, we'll have to go to a Star Trek con together yeah. at some point. Yeah, we will. I mean, there was a big one in Birmingham recently. I don't. I guess you didn't go to it. No. Well, you know, I, 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 I tend to go to cons with, um, with my wife, and she's not a big Star Trek fan. So I kind of need you for that, really. And you're a long way away. Yeah. So it makes it tricky. <laughs> We'll work it out one day. Yeah, one day. Okay, so shall we just go straight into what we've chosen to watch today? If you like. So, and this was your choice, right? Uh, I, I'm not taking. I'm not taking credit for it. I can't remember. It's interesting that you went for credit and I went for blame. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> okay, so we chose. Transformers, the movie from 1986. 
Uh, I'm going to give a little synopsis if we can actually work out what the heck it's about. So the Autobots must stop a colossal planet-consuming robot who goes after the Autobot matrix of leadership. At the same time, they must defend themselves against an all-out attack from the Decepticons. And it stars uh, the voices of Orson Welles, Robert Stack, Leonard Nimoy, uh, Eric Idle, Scatman Crovers. I had to throw that one in there. <laughs> He's a legend. He is indeed. He is yeah. indeed. And I, I assume it contains a lot of voice actors from the animated series as well. Yeah, it's got people like Peter Cullen, who even to this day does the voice of Optimus Prime in the Michael Bay movies. Oh, okay, so that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your history with this film? Are you a big fan of it as a kid when you watched it first? Not at all. As a kid, I was never into Transformers at all. It was um, it was something that I kind of... I discovered the cartoon a long time after. But no, as a kid, it just didn't interest me at all. I didn't have any of the toys. It wasn't my thing at all. What about you? I didn't have any of the toys. I didn't have any interest in Transformers, which then begs the question, is why, why the hell did we watch this? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not just doing it for ourselves, are we? I mean, hopefully there's I people am. that want to listen to us. <laughs> I had, on videotape, I had a Transformers uh, feature-length episode, which I guess was the first three episodes edited together. I think it was called Arrival from Cybertron. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that I, I watched that endlessly, but I never took it any further than that. I didn't have any of the robots. I think my parents bought me a robot that was some kind of... I don't think it was even a go-bot. I think it was some weird Chinese... Transformers cheap. knockoff. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. I had one of those as well. Never played with it. No. And I wasn't disappointed because I wasn't a Transformers fan, so it wasn't like I was sitting there going, oh, I wish I had Optimus Prime. Kids around me had them. Yeah, I remember kids having them. Yeah, completely. But it just did something that just didn't interest me at all. So that, that begs the question of how we're going to view this film. So I guess we should just start off with... Can I just say, the first thing that starts with this film, I've got to say it, it's a rank film. So it's Rank Studio in the UK. Well, they're releasing it. it, it yeah, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, and and it's also co-produced by Marvel as well. Surprisingly. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see a Rank logo on over here. Oh, that's interesting. So maybe maybe, yeah, maybe so. the the release over here is is it was through Rank, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's I, rank the guy smashing the symbol. Oh no! That it confused just... me for a second because I, 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 I carrying on. It, it confused me for a second because, because yeah, I thought I'd put in carry on camping for some reason. <laughs> oh, oh, you wish! <laughs> I did after about half an hour. I was... <laughs> yeah, so this one could have done with Kenneth Williams. Oh, it would have been brilliant, wouldn't it? Who would he have played? Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime. So yeah. Kenneth Williams of Optimus Prime with his big chopper. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely yeah. see that. Hot Rod would have to be Sid James. Absolutely. Who would play RC? Oh, Charles Hartry. No, RC was the was the female one. Yeah, I'm still right. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it'd have to be Hattie Zates, wouldn't it? Well, that means then that Megatron would have to be Bernard Breslau. Oh, I was thinking Bernard yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay. It'd have to be, wouldn't yeah, it? Because he was always the bad guy. Right. Yeah. Wasn't he? 
So are we, are we doing this with everything we watch? Are we making carry-on films out of everything? It just makes everything better. It does. Don't you think? It does. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Especially when it's something like this. Yeah. <laughs> and Babs could be Ironhide. <laughs> Can we leave it there? So we, we open on, um, on Unicron, don't we? Moving through space. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go on then. You take it away. <laughs> well, Unicron's moving through space, who's a big, massive planet eating machine voiced by Orson Welles in his very last role before he died. Yeah, and he was so weak that they had to mess around with the voice a lot to make it sound threatening. I do think it's quite amusing that they made him, that, they, that he was playing a planet eating machine. I'm sure the irony was not lost on him. <laughs> The music in this, in well, the, the music whenever we see Unicron in this movie always reminds me of the music from Rocky Four. Whenever we see Ivan Drago, in what way? Because it's very eighties and electronic, and it, it sounds exactly the same. I wonder who did the music for Rocky Four. Well, I know Vince DiCola does the music for this, but well, there's a lot of yeah. music in this film. Oh Jesus! It never stops. <laughs> it's like watching a pop video. Well, the music tells you everything that you need to feel or know in, in each scene, doesn't it? Oh, and it's, it's so on the nose. It just, you know, the lyrics are actually, they might as well be, they might as well be going, and the robot, hit that over robot. Because it's just... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I kind of like, you know, cheesy 80s rock music. I know you do, and I like 80s synth. But it's just constant. Yeah, you get the action at the beginning, and after a while, you're like, "Is it going to stop at some point?" Oh, and it doesn't, because I don't know what's going on. So, so Unicron, Unicron, oh, yeah, Unicron attacks this. Um, I presume it's an outpost from Cybertron, and we, we see, we see, we see life on this outpost, don't we? With um, with the robots doing shopping, they've got little shopping carts. And... I don't understand this. There are female robots. There are robot yep. children. So. Do these robot children grow up into bigger Transformers or do they change their parts? Do Transformers have sex? That's what I really want to know. Well, I would imagine that if they, if they did, it, it would be very um, pneumatic. Is Optimus Prime? That's what I want to know. <laughs> well, he's, he's obviously, you know, <clears throat> he's, he's built for it, isn't he? He's a juggernaut. Juggernaut, yeah. Apparently. Well, this is the thing. I mean, I mean how, how does this society work? I mean, how does this, how, how does it work? Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. It makes no sense. <laughs> we, we, we could also say that it's a kid's cartoon from the 80s. No, let's not. <laughs> let's ignore that. <laughs> let's not, not mention that. But uh, so it, And it also relies heavily on you knowing what's, who people are and what's yeah, going on I, in Transformers because most of the time I was like I, I don't know who these people are I didn't know who any of them were I don't know who that is the, the weird thing is watching this is that the recent Michael Bay movies the live action um, Transformers movies get criticised a lot because it's all faceless colourless robots hitting other robots and you don't know who's who and you don't care well this is very very right. colourful faceless robots hitting each other and I still didn't care <laughs> You know, <laughs> right? I, I, I didn't know who yeah. anyone was. I was trying. I was. I mean, I, I kind of knew who the main ones were, but but it was just it was just constant, constant robots thumping each other. Robots, each other. Robots 
Yeah, but so then we get um, we get the credits, don't we? We do, which is a great theme tune. It is a good theme tune, and it's got a good crawl as well, read very well. Maniacal yes. Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> And you know this movie's set in 2005? Yes, I do. bit disappointed it's not happened yet. I, I haven't got my exo suit yet, no, unfortunately. You've not? It's in the mail. Is it? Mine's just arrived. Uh, well, America always gets it first, don't they? I, I, I did have a suit, but now it's gone, so it's my ex-exo suit. Oh. <laughs> so Optimus Prime sends an Autobot shuttle to Earth's Autobot City for Energon supplies. That's right, Energon supplies. But the Decepticons, led <laughs> by Megatron, uh, take the ship and kill the crew, right? They do. Then they attack Autobot City. We meet the human characters as well, don't we? Spike and Daniel, his son, who's exceptionally irritating. Very, yes. Which seems to be a feature of these things. Well, in the 80s, if you didn't have an annoying child character, I mean, you weren't. it wasn't worth mentioning, really, was it? Right. So they attack, and there's only a small number of them left alive. And then the mm-hmm. the next day, Optimus and... There's a lot of robot death, isn't there? A lot of robot death. A lot of mechanoid slaughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Dinobots arrive. Hang on a minute. Where are we going to the dino? <laughs> Have I missed stuff? I'm looking at my notes. I'm thinking, where the fuck are the Dinobots? <laughs> they, they turned up. <laughs> they did at some point, but I think, we, I think we got other stuff before that. Oh, okay. Well, there's fishing. I remember yeah, this fishing because I remember hot seeing rod. the hot rod is fishing with Daniel. That's right. Yeah. Why? Why is he fishing? Does he eat fish? Daniel. You know the robot. Well, he throws it back, doesn't he? Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, you know that hot rod's voiced by Judd Nelson. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. His name's in the credits. Okay. To be honest with you, if you look at the kind of stuff he's been in recently, he's probably proud of this. <laughs> You think? I saw Bigfoot Wars. So you were the yeah, one. I was the one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so they Daniel jumps on his hoverboard, doesn't he? That's right. To go and because you know, he thinks his dad's coming back. Right. But it's not his dad. It's the Decepticons. Yep. And Hot Rod then um, starts to open fire on the ship, which confuses the people on the ground. Confused me as well. <laughs> <laughs> only because you didn't know what side Hot Rod was on <laughs> he's just like is he a bad guy is you he know, a good guy who cares <laughs> you know what I didn't <laughs> <laughs> no idea at this point <laughs> <laughs> and we get to meet um, Ultra Magnus don't we played by Robert Stack Elliot Ness himself we do. He's isn't he? He's the cop, right? <laughs> what do you mean he's the cop? Yeah, he's he's the chief lieutenant of Optimus Prime. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's so the they, don't they re, don't they refer to him as doesn't he nickname the cop or copper or something? Don't they keep calling him that? I don't remember that. If I watched the wrong thing, <laughs> I may not have been listening at this point. No, I just remember thinking, oh, that's that's the guy that played Elliot Ness. Although actually, right. that wasn't what I was thinking. I was thinking that's the guy from Airplane. <laughs> okay. You're showing your uh, cultural references. Absolutely, yeah. What's with Blur as well? The, the one that talks really fast. Well, this is the thing. He's called Blur because he's supposed to be really fast. But what he does, he just repeats everything multiple times really fast, but takes the same time as a normal person just saying something once. <laughs> so he'd be like, hello, 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 hello. And you'd be like, if you just said it once, you'd be fast, but now you're really slow. You should be called Stammer. Oh, yeah. well, oh. What, other, what other ones could we have? 
stunted. Short one. Only on one leg. Does he just keep walking around in circles? <laughs> I'd rather watch that. <laughs> He's over there. Where are you going? Come back. Oh, no, no, stop. He's <laughs> walking round and round. And one of the things I noticed, like some of the dialogue, at one point one of them goes, if that's going to happen, we're going to be like toaster ovens. How do these Transformers know what toaster ovens are? Why have they got toaster ovens? They eat toast? Well, if you if you want to examine it, I suppose that they... Yeah, I want to examine this kid's film very deeply. Settle in. <clears throat> if they've been living on Earth... I mean, at this point, this movie's taking place after a certain amount of time has happened in the TV series. Okay. So they've been living on Earth amongst people like Spike and his son Daniel, who probably eat toast. Uh, they don't look like the toast type, but okay. They look like vegans, healthy, no grains. This is the 80s. Nobody was a vegan in the 80s. No, this is 2005. A vegan was an alien on Star Trek. <laughs> so so we, 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 get, we get to see RC for the first time as well, and she's got tits. Oh, you could have put that a little more subtly, but okay. Because <laughs> we've been so subtle up to oh, this point. Um, Mr. Subtle. Yeah. <laughs> She's one of the very few female Autobots, right? She's also pink as well, isn't she? Yeah, well, she has to be, doesn't she? Because she's a girl. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that because that's what they did in the 80s. Well, you dig that hole for yourself. <laughs> You'll get those tweets. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's what they did in the 80s. They didn't really think, you know, pink, girl, blue, boy, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to vote for Trump as well? <laughs> yeah, I bet you Optimus Prime would have voted for Trump. Probably, you think? Sounds like an Optimus Prime. Well, mm-hmm. who would Megatron gone for that? He would have been a Bernie guy, but he, he, that's that's. Oh, I don't. I'm not, buy, there, I'm now, not buying that. Megatron's not a Bernie guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, I mean, he's obviously got some weird, um, not weird, but him and Starscream. There's something going on there, isn't there? Really? Well, isn't Starscream? He's vying for to rule the Decepticons. Yeah, but I mean, Starscream. Starscream. Star you know, he's, he's been around. Hasn't <laughs> Who's Starscream? <laughs> Star is that the, is that the lotion that Megatron puts on? <laughs> That's what he needs afterwards. Yeah. He's like, oh, give me a second. <laughs> Got to put some star cream. <laughs> well, seriously, though, star cream. You know, he's a bit. You know, he's a bit fruity, isn't he? <laughs> so I don't know what the relationship is between star cream and Megatron, but they are, they they vie for ruling the Decepticons. Although, why you'd want to? Because it That's seems right. like a pretty crappy job. It is a bit of a, a bit of a thankless task. Yeah, because they're like a big bunch of kids. Well, the Decepticons. Yeah. There's just like these annoying kids, just ah, all the time. You're just like, shut up. I, sorry, I thought for a second you were talking about the audience for this film. No, I'm talking about the Decepticons themselves. Yeah, yeah. I can see what you mean. They, 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 I mean, in all fairness, though, they're just another bunch of annoying characters amongst a lot of other <laughs> annoying characters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we haven't even got to the... Like, for example, like, for example the Insecticons... What was the point of those? I don't know. So, are we up to that bit yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're attacking. They're attacking the okay, base, yeah, aren't they? And the Insecticons base. come and try and eat the wall. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. th- this this film feels like they just made the story fit to introduce new toys. Oh, absolutely. And we'll get to the reason. I mean, there's one big thing that happens that that we'll get to in a second that was clearly done to make way for a lot of new toys, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, a certain character that, that, that dies. 
Oh, we're up to that. Unexpectedly. Now. Just, say it. Just say it. Well, Megatron and Optimus Prime, they have a fight, don't they? Yeah, they, they do. They are. And. Optimus chickens out. He could have finished Megatron off, but he just, his conscience got the better of him. And like an idiot, mm-hmm. it cost him his life. Absolutely. But, but just before that, though, we do get the first of many introductions to Stan Bush's The Touch. Oh, we do, which is a, which is a great, great song. Yeah. Little anecdote, I met Stan Bush once. Oh, you did? I did indeed. I went to a rock festival that they used to have in Wigan, went back when I lived up in Wigan, and it was called the Gods Festival. And it was one of those all-day things where there was lots of 80s, people like Kip Winger and um, Survivor. From, ah. You know, remember those from the yeah, Rocky yeah, yeah. And Stan, Stan Bush was there, and he played a set, and then he, I met him at the bar. Was he a nice guy? I didn't mention the touch, though. Oh, he didn't? He seemed all right, yeah. Oh, okay. Did you know that was originally written for Sylvester Stallone's film Cobra? Really? Yeah. Now I can see in your head, you're playing the film really, Cobra, I... and you're listening to the music, and you're going, what? <laughs> <laughs> you've got the touch, you've got the power. It's kind of okay. an uplifting song <laughs> for that kind of film, right? It, 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 I think I, it would have been out of place, really, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, so we find it in this film, and, and it's good. I like mm-hmm. it. For that 80s cheese, it's pretty good. Did you know as well that there's a connection between this movie and Boogie Nights? No. The Mark Wahlberg movie. There's a scene in Boogie Nights where um, Dirk Diggler and his friend go to record a, a rock song, and they're really terrible in the studio. Right. And it's it's the touch of Stan Bush that they're singing. Oh, okay. And you're going to look it up now to make sure that I'm factually correct, aren't you? No, I am not. I would never do such a thing. It's a shame we didn't manage to find a Knight Rider Transformers connection. That would have been nice. Or is this the same universe as you've been saying for everything we've watched? Well, it's 2005. Wasn't there that Knight Rider 2000 and something movie that had Hasselhoff in? Oh, no, that was, that was Knight Rider 2000. Ah, no, I've got it. Oh, I've go got on. it. In the rebooted Knight Rider, which is in the same universe as the original Knight Rider because Hasselhoff's made a cameo, Kit can transform into other cars a lot like a Transformer. Oh, there you go. So there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bit of a reach, but okay. Right. So where are we? Compared to what? Compared to that previous episode. Where are we in this crap? So uh, Optimus Prime is dead. Right. At this point, as an audience member back in the 80s, if you're a kid, you're kind of like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah he's it, my favourite character and he's dead. Yeah. What's I mean, going on? It makes your tie completely pointless that your parents have just bought. But there's a reason for it. Well, it's because they, they introduce Ultra Magnus, who... They're hoping everyone will go and buy his toy. Yeah. Because um, doesn't doesn't Optimus Prime open up his flaps and take out his energy cube or whatever it is, and he gives it to Ultra Magnus? I hope he washed it first. No, he just pushed it straight in there. You don't want a you don't want a, a dirty energy cube, do you? I mean, you don't know where it's been, do you? Depends what you're into, I suppose. Go on. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. It takes all sorts. <laughs> no, please, please, please enlighten me. <laughs> in line the nope, listeners I'm just you? saying <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so he takes the energy cube mm-hmm. and so Megatron's all all beaten up isn't he and Starscream uh, chucks him out of the, uh, the the ship that they're in doesn't he yeah he does and because yeah, and, he thinks he's finished and dead and there's a few of them floating through mm-hmm. and Unicron finds him doesn't he and uh 
Sucks him in. He does what? He does what, too? Sucks him in? Yes, into his mouth. Well, you see, I, I was only watching the DVD. You were watching the Blu-ray. I'm sure it was... Uh... More detail, much more detail. So so Unicron, Unicron, yeah, and Unicron commands Megatron to destroy the Autobots Matrix, doesn't he? Yeah. We should say that the, 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 the energy cube, as I've been referring it to, uh, is, is actually the Matrix cube, isn't it? That's what it's called. If you say so. I've given up at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I made far too many notes. I'm glad I? somebody did, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Unicron um, turns Megatron into uh, Galvatron, doesn't he? Right, new toy. Voiced by Leonard Nimoy, Mr. Spock himself. And he, he sets him off to go and destroy the Autobots and Matrix and all that stuff yeah and when he goes back to the decepticons he finds that starscream is is being getting a coronation that's right it? as the new decepticon commander mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't end well for him does it no starscream gets destroyed he gets blasted yes this is the thing they they kill off a lot of established characters in this yeah, they movie do. don't they yeah um, and the surviving Autobots... Sold enough toys of those. Yeah, so it's time to move on. So the surviving Autobots escape mm-hmm. in shuttles, which are damaged by Decepticons, and crash land on different planets. That's right. And then we get... A uh, tedious uh, section. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a tedious, a tedious section. section Grimlock and blah, 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 and all that. But and yeah. Hot Rod and... and um, oh, wait. Oh, I, I know what it is. It's, it's, there's a... Autobot called Cop, Cop, K-U-P. That's Cop. who I was thinking. Yes, yeah. voiced by Lionel Stander. Um, yeah, that's who I was thinking. Yeah, of. the guy from that played the Butler. That's who I was thinking. Yeah, he was the Butler in um, Heart to Heart. Wasn't oh, he? okay, okay. All right. Yep. Um, so they get taken prisoner by the Quintessons. Those aliens. <laughs> Those aliens. <laughs> Which which ones are they? The, the, I, I, I just I I seem to have written Sharkatrons. Yeah, no, no, no. the, the quintessons are the ones that are judging. You know, they have, yeah, they have and judge. they've got shark. They feed them to the sharky. Yeah, it's like a big shark, head. Sharkticons. A big head with, with yeah. Those are the various quintessons. faces on the head. That's the one. Yeah. Mhm. That's right. Yeah. But they, they there's lots of tentacles as well. So so they um they get saved by Grimlock and meanwhile. Um, the rest of the Autobots have crash-landed on the junk planet, haven't they? That's right. Uh, with Wreck Car, is that? Voiced by Eric Idle. Mm-hmm. Who just keeps repeating the same two phrases. <laughs> the, the funny thing about this was, uh, as I was watching it, the only thing that I could hear in, in the back of my mind was the whole sketch, the Monty Python sketch, where, where he's going, um, so your missus, uh, does she go? Is she a goer, is she? <laughs> say no more, say no more. <laughs> that would have been better. Yeah. It would have been better, yeah, yeah. Why, why, why Eric Idle? I don't know. He's 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 a he's a really left field choice, isn't he? <laughs> what was he doing? How does his agent sell that to him? Uh, they'll pay you this much. Is that what it And they're like, oh, <laughs> yes, please. Just to repeat a few lines. So they um they attack them, don't they? The 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 Eric Idles yeah. attack them. And they all get saved by Hot Rod Ood and yeah, because Cup. Got. He knows the universal greeting, it, which is baby talk. Yeah, which is the, what the universal greeting in Transformers is. 
hello, because everybody speaks English. <laughs> so then why come up with a universal greeting that's a different language when everybody speaks English anyway? I, I don't know. I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> finally, finally. <laughs> At what point did the Dinobots come into it? And that little pipsqueak and that annoying one. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what he was called. He was just kind of yapping around, wasn't he? And Yeah. I, I was on Grimlock's side. He, he was getting pissed at him, and so was I. Although at this point, at this point, I was I was severely pissed with this film at this point anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I just remember uh, thinking, is this ever going to end? This is the longest 85 minutes of my life. <laughs> and I watched it twice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought this. Might be going on eBay. Well, I bought this uh, a few years ago, but only because um, my son is into Transformers, so I bought it for him. Okay, that's your excuse. That is my it excuse. Works. Yeah. We we should also mention, shouldn't we, that um, Ultra Magnus got his ass handed to him by Galvatron. Yeah, and so the they get the Eric Idols to to fix him, don't they? Yes. Um, the Junkions. The what? Believe it or not. The the Junkions, that's what they're called. The Junkions? Yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so they rebuild Magnus. Mm-hmm. And they learn that Galvatron has the Matrix. And so the Autobots and the Junkions fly to Cybertron. That's right. Unicron discovered to be a gigantic Transformer, also now in robot form, begins to destroy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we missed something, but I don't care. So the Autobots crash the spaceship for Unicron's eye, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then they're separated. Oh, and did you, did you have the swear word in yours? What's the swear Which swear word? Spike swears. Does it? When, when they're attacking and it's not doing any good, Spike says, oh shit, it's not even dented. Possibly, but maybe I just... <sighs> Maybe I'd gone for a piss or something, I don't know. But I wasn't pausing this when I needed the toilet, so. <laughs> <laughs> no dedication whatsoever. <laughs> and then Daniel rescues his father, Spike and Jazz, mm-hmm. um, from being devoured. And we're speeding through this end now, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's how, that's, how, that's how the film plays. It's It's very fast in the sense that it's just mostly action. But it never stops. Right, no, it doesn't. It just keeps going. But the music's always on as well. There's, there's very little, like, quiet moments mm-hmm. in it. So Hot Rod um, gets manages to wrestle the um, Matrix Cube from Galvatron, doesn't he? And he right. yep. uses it to destroy Unicron from the inside out. Yeah. And then they, they all fly away, and <laughs> it's the end. But... <laughs> we we get the caveat at the end, don't we? That Optimus Prime will return. Right, that's true. Because yeah. the stu- because they pa- the studio panicked. <laughs> Absolutely, which and then had a, a big effect on the GI Joe movie. Really? How so? In the GI Joe movie, Duke technically dies in it. So we're talking about the animated GI Joe movie. Yeah, the feature film. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, he dies the same as Optimus Prime. But because of what happened with Transformers, they rewrote it so that they have a scene towards the end where a voice, because they don't even have animation for it, so it's a voiceover of one of the characters going, Duke's come out of his coma. (laughs) 
Isn't that how you end all your stories? Oh, yeah. He's come out of his coma, the end. Uh, but, but, it, but it also makes a mockery of a scene earlier where Flint, who is Duke's brother, is looking up at the sky and talking about his brother looking down on him. And you're like, well, why? He's just in a coma. No, well, it yeah. worked for Magnum. That's true. It did. Yeah. So, well, maybe the Joe film is deep. So, yeah, so that's the end of Transformers the movie from 1986. It flew by, didn't it? Oh, it did. <laughs> it really did. So, is this a hit or a miss? Is this going on a better back then hit list for you? Well, I mean, it's 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 clearly just a marketing tool to sell toys, and um, yeah. you know, there's a bad decision to kill off Optimus Prime. I mean, apparently there were kids crying in the aisles when, they, That's when never it happened. A bad thing. Ooh. <laughs> and I, I don't know about you. What did you think of the animation? Oh, it's not very good. No, no, it, it's, it, it varies in quality, doesn't it, from moment to moment? Yeah, in my notes I have uh, ropey animation. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Because it's, it's, yeah, it is, it isn't that good. And and, none and of the it, Sunbow stuff really is. No, and it's just fight after fight after fight, and it's just completely confusing and dull. I mean, uh, yeah. But then again, I suppose it's got a it's, it's got an interesting voice cast. I mean, when would you ever get that bunch of people together in a room ever? Not that they were ever in a room, but you that's know. true. And I, I did quite like the, the the junkyard sequence. I thought that was quite fun. Oh, you like that sequence? Yeah, I think, okay. well, it was a, it was one brief moment of interest in, in a sea of right boredom. To be honest, and the soundtrack's good. Yes, yeah. So, but, well, you're sounding like you loved it. No, 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 I hated it. I hated it with a passion. <laughs> I was bored. I was bored out of my mind after about 10, 15 minutes. I just wanted it to end, and I watched it twice. So, yeah, um, mm. I think there's – I think that I wrote in my notes, the last the last piece of thing that I wrote in my notes were was that I think that there's better examples of 80s cartoons out there. Can you name any? I mean, would you, He-Man would probably be better than this, right? I would say He-Man. Did He-Man ever have a feature film, though? It didn't, right? I mean, animated. No, no, but I'm not, I'm not talking just as a feature film. I'm just talking generally 80s cartoons. And, and, and I suppose Transformers was a, was a TV show before it was a, car, before yeah. it was a movie. Yeah. And I just think, you know, at least He-Man, for its basic... I mean, it was very basic, but at least it, it, it used its... 20 25 minutes of or whatever it was well you know whereas this just felt like it was just meandering along from one action bit to another action bit and there was right. nothing there you know so no i would i wouldn't put it onto the list what about you i thought it was one of the best things i've ever seen um <laughs> <laughs> no i hated it too i i, I it starts off really good. You got the cool music and there's an action sequence, but it's like it's like candy floss. You take a bit of candy floss and you're like, oh, that's really good. And then you take another bit and you're like, oh, that's that's sickly. And then after a bit, you're like, oh, no more candy floss. And this is what this film is like. It's just constant battering you over the head with the music and the action that isn't very well drawn. And you don't know who anybody is and you don't care about anything. Uh, and by the halfway through it, you're completely devoid of any excitement or emotion whatsoever, and you just please end. 
And then you discover it's only 86 minutes long and you're like, really? I thought it was four hours long. Well, let me ask you this then. You say that, you know, it, when it first started, it was it was quite entertaining and then it dragged on. Do you think that this probably worked better as a, you know, 15, 20 minute cartoon? Yeah, I think on so. TV than, yeah. than, than, a, than a full length feature. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Because just as you just as you're getting a bit fed up with it, it ends. It you, ends. And, yeah, and like, then you've got to oh, wait a whole week for another yeah. episode. Yeah, and you're like, Oh, I could watch that again. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, this is yeah. way too long. Yeah. I didn't enjoy I, it. I would all. agree with that. It, I mean it has it has ardent fans though. Oh absolutely. Yeah. In fact I I know at least two or three people that, that love this movie and they're adults i guess is it do they love it though because it's something they enjoyed as a kid i think that's what it, i think there's a certain like any any of this stuff you know um i mean for a podcast that deals in you know retro stuff so we understand that you know right there's people we we, we loved um blue thunder those people that are going to hate it you know right but so exactly there's going to be people that grew up watching transformers and they're going to love it you know right because you have that nostalgia element because it reminds you of a certain place and time absolutely yeah and and both of us have already freely admitted that that we aren't connected to this in any no shape or form at all we didn't we didn't love this as we when we were kids you know but um some people do and you know all you know fair play to them no they're idiots um so that's <laughs> So until next time, my retrospection is goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. So join us in our next podcast when we go biddy 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 with Buck Rogers in the 21st century. Glenn A. Larson's sci-fi show from 1979 to 1981. Thank you for listening. Will we choose a film or a TV show and we see if it's better than Ash Daft? With me, oh fucking hell! <laughs> I can't believe you got it wrong so many times. With the 